0: It's time. It's time. Time
1: time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian.
2: What's up, faithful? It's another episode of the 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast. It is a victory Friday, Al. The 49ers kicked the shit out of the New York Giants on Thursday night football. And we are gonna break it down. Talk about what we liked. I think it's going to be hard to find things that we didn't like, at least once the game was over. But uh, I know it was a late night for you. This is Thursday night football. Uh, how did you enjoy watching that game?
1: 13 straight regular season wins for this team. The way I felt watching that game was, I felt like it was never in doubt. When it was 17 to 12, I rolled my eyes. I was like, all right. So uh, they're going to come down and score. They're going to win this game by two, three scores. It's just how confident I feel in a team that scored 30 or more points uh, in the last six regular season game, which is the longest streak in the last 10 years. They've scored 30 or more in nine of the last 12. Um, they've outscored their opponents 90 to 42 over the first three games. And they're actually... Uh, <laughs> The third team to start 3-0 in NFL history while scoring the same number of points, points in each game. They scored 30 in each game. Uh, the 7 Patriots and the '36 1936 Steelers are the other two teams to do that. So this has become uh, – uh, just company. a. For me, Brian, this team is just like I, I, I've been saying it. They're better than most teams. I felt like this was like watching, I don't know, an SEC team play some random college te- other college team where the score is close and you're like, all right. It's just a matter of time before they're up by three. So that's three scores. That's the way I felt the giants were hanging in there. It was a Thursday night game. The Niners were a little sloppy in the beginning and at times, but, but it's Thursday that, you know, that stuff happens, but there's just not enough talent on the giants to keep up with the Niners. There's, there's just not. And that's the way I felt during the entire game. I just felt, I enjoyed it thoroughly because I felt the entire time there is no way this other team can compete with the 49ers.
2: Yeah. And you know, after the game, I tweeted this out and, and I still believe this and I still you know, I don't even feel like this is a homer take, which I was accused of uh, when I tweeted it. But, you know, uh, we're going to want to compare this game and this result against the Cowboys and the Giants result from week one, right? Because, again, we look at two teams that, that are really standing in the way of the 49ers and representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, and that's the Eagles and the Cowboys. And I would say that the Cowboys right now look better or or at least scare me more than than the Eagles currently do now that could change as the season progresses we know about Dallas we know they lost Trayvon Diggs for the season to a torn ACL yesterday in practice which is definitely going to affect that defense but you know you look at this game the 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 Cowboys played the Giants in week one they had weeks to prepare technically had a whole offseason to prepare and they beat that team 40 to nothing they did not allow. The Giants into the end zone or to kick a field goal. But of those 40 points, 14 of them came uh, from defense and special teams. They had a pick six and they had a blocked field goal for a touchdown. So you could argue that the 49ers offense scored 30 against the New York Giants defense, whereas the Cowboys offense scored 26, meaning that the 49ers offense performed better against this Giants defense. And that the Cowboys defense performed better than the 49ers did, largely because the Giants had Saquon Barkley and left tackle Andrew Thomas for that week one game. They did not have that against the 49ers. But I think when you compare games like that, there is context to be had. And the context is this. Week one versus a Thursday night game after two straight road games and a Thursday night game after a hard-fought victory over a division rival On Sunday. And so what I said was, I don't want to take anything away from that Dallas performance. It was very impressive. But I think this performance from the 49ers was equally as dominant. Right? Is 40 to nothing look prettier than 30 to 12. Sure. And I I won't, I won't argue that. But I just think with context, this was equally as dominating as the Cowboys. And I think it's it's still it's still the Cowboys and the 49ers as the class of the NFC. You could argue right now the class of the NFL. And I don't think there was anything to take away from this game that would make you feel like the 49ers aren't prohibitive favorites to to make it to the Super Bowl this season.
1: Dude, the 49ers had more yards after the catch than the Giants had total yards. Yes. The Niners hit 201 yards after the catch. The Giants had 150 total yards. They outgave the Giants 441 to 150 in this game. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I know the score was close at the beginning of the second half, but this game mm-hmm. never, never never, felt in doubt to me, not, not, not for a second. Niners were 9 yeah. for 16 on third downs. Their defensive line, and I know you want to talk later a little bit about adjustments that, that they made in the second half. Their defensive line absolutely dominated. The PFF grades: Hargrave was 93. He had five pressures. Bosa was 92.8. He had six pressures. Each of them had a sack apiece. Eric Armstead 91.5 rating. He had three pressures. Uh, Javon Kinlaw added four pressures. They were just absolutely dominant up front. They just the the Giants had no chance to win this game. No chance. And also, Brian, I I like you know I'm a Purdy guy. I'm I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. And he started out slow in this game, for sure. The first drive, mm-hmm. definitely, he was off. There were almost a couple throws that got intercepted. He just looked really uncomfortable in the first drive. And he started out the game 5 for 11, 46%, with 6.2 yards per attempt. He finished the game 20 of 26, 77%, and 9.3 yards per attempt. And, and I really thought after he looked uncomfortable uncomfortable initially, he settled in. Both of the TD throws were dimes, absolute wow. dimes on both of them, great yeah. throws. But the reason why I think he was he was maybe jittery or off or whatever you want to you want to call it early is because he was under so much pressure. The Giants were were blitzing constantly. They blitzed on 33 of his 39 dropbacks, um, according to next gen sports, which mm-hmm. was I'm sorry, next gen stats. So 84.6% mm-hmm. they blitzed, yep. which is the highest blitz rate um in the next gen stats era. So they were blitzing like crazy. And pretty yeah, adjusted last 10 he got seasons. The, last 10 seasons. Yeah. 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 So um Purdy adjusted. He was getting the ball out in a career career high or whatever, career fastest, 2.34 seconds. So he was Mm -hmm. adjusting and getting the ball out quickly. Um, He was 20-31 for 247 yards and two TDs versus the blitz. He continues to absolutely excel on intermediate throws. He was 6 for 7 last night on throws between 10 and 19 yards for 115 yards and a touchdown. And for the season, Brian, on intermediate throws 10 to 19 yards. He's 19 for 21. Yeah. 324 yards, two TDs, and 150.5 rating. And again, last night, I tweeted out real early, like first half. I didn't think he played particularly well to start the game, but he 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 really settled in. And it's Thursday night. Thursday night games are wonky. He was getting a lot of right. pressure. Like again, I feel like people who criticize. Purdy, or just some of the Niner quarterback play in general, I guess. They don't watch other teams. Did anybody watch the Monday night games? Those quarterbacks were awful. Those offenses were awful. Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett were terrible in that game. Bryce Young looks like the game's moving too fast for him. Derek Carr didn't didn't play well. There's a lot of bad quarterback play in the league. Brock Purdy had his ups and downs in this game, but he settles in, he makes adjustments. He's a special kind of player, so it's not always going to look absolutely perfect. But the guy adjusts, man. He is the third youngest player to throw for seven hundred plus yards and f- with four TDs and zero interceptions over his first three games. The other two are Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. There's the only two who are younger. I should. And say. And that was They're
2: during Lamar MVP Jackson's. Years. That was during yeah Lamar Jackson's MVP year. Their
1: MVP years. So yeah. Purdy, in going back to that Dolphins game when he came in and through the playoffs. He has 20 touchdowns and three interceptions. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's that's pretty good. I, th- I think that's good, 20 and three. So are there going to be ups and downs with him? Sure. He's a young quarterback. Absolutely going to be ups and downs. He's 23 years old. But the long and the short of it is, man, the Niners have their starter. Last night was another night for me where he starts the game, and I'm like, oh, he didn't look good. Like, is yeah. this going to spiral out of control? Is he going to throw some bad picks? And he almost had a couple on that first drive, but – then he settled in, he adjusted uh-huh. and that's all you uh-huh. can ask for. And again, I, I was, I was encouraged with him once again. And just, I, I try to stay off the social media with stuff, but you do see it. and You do hear it. There was a lot of people like, like knocking him. I just keep thinking, do, do you want, do people watch other games? Do you only watch highlights of Josh Allen and be like, oh, that dude does that every play. It's not like that. <laughs> People have been flow throughout a game. People adjust. Yeah. You have bad drives. You have good drives. It's human, they're human beings. So I, I just, I'm a big pretty guy. I like what I see. and I like the adjustments he made in this game.
2: Yeah. You know, I was talking to a buddy yesterday prior to the game. Um, and then I was talking with Ryan Hensley, another content creator who covers the 49ers as a YouTube show. Uh, I was on with him this morning and you know talking about this idea of how we how we view quarterbacks right and how we we are so desperate right as fans to rank these quarterbacks in hierarchies and and all of these things and and we are so desperate to isolate their performance outside of the context of their team so that we can somehow determine which one of these guys is the best and ultimately in my mind, I'm like, why, why do we, why do we do this? Like, what is, what is the point of this? You know, and the, I've heard questions like, if you drop Brock Purdy on X team, is he going to be good? And I'm starting to feel like the, the more he plays, the more that answer becomes yes. But currently we still don't know that answer, but, but here's the thing. I don't know if you guys know this. Brock Purdy is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So the way that he plays quarterback matters for the 49ers in the system they run, not the Bills in the system they run, or the, you know, or the Patriots in the system they run, or put whatever team you want to put in there. And I think I think that is that is the context that is missing when we try and make this grandiose statement about Brock Purdy as a quarterback, make a value judgment on who he is and rank him against other QBs. And it's like, he's not asked to do the things that Patrick Mahomes is, is asked to do. He's asked to do the things that Kyle Shanahan asks him to do. And you know what? He does it really, really, really well. Like, really well. And I think, I've always said that, that up to this point, Brock Purdy's best asset is what's on his shoulders. And I, I, and I still believe that. And it's not just what's on his shoulders. It's what's between his ears as well. And that not only means his football IQ, his ability to, you know, digest the playbook, you know, he, he already operates this offense with an institutional level knowledge that is very impressive for how young he is and how little time he's been in the league and with the team. But not only that, it's his unflappability. It's his unflappability in big moments. He doesn't shrink. He doesn't shrink in prime time. He doesn't shrink. He didn't shrink in the playoffs. He didn't shrink on Thursday night in Seattle with the division on the line and a broken rib, right? No moment is too big for him. But not only that, he's unflappable when his play is poor. And that first drive, it was. It just, it was. He threw two balls on that first drive that should have been intercepted. One was broken up by George Kittle, and I loved—I absolutely loved—that Kittle broke that up. And then did the DB seatbelt uh, celebration that a lot of DBs do yeah. when they get pass yeah. breakups. I was like, "God, I love George Kittle. He's, he's, he's just, great. He's great. He's so great." But and then the other one to—I believe it was Debo—in the—in uh, the end zone that again should should or could have been intercepted. And then I think there was one other ball, maybe on the second drive that again, could have been, or, oh, the ball that was tipped up again, not his fault, not Purdy's fault. Uh, That ball hit Debo in the hands, but the DB had his hand there at the same time. It popped up. Ronnie Bell got it, which by the way, Ronnie Bell, shout out Ronnie Bell, loved the game that he had, Love him as a player, Love that he's on the team, but.
3: Selling a little or a lot. Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
2: So there were three three turnover worthy plays. And then a couple missed throws, right? And and you can attribute that to a couple things, but I think it's this. Again, he was he was blitzed on eighty-four point six percent of his throws and he started five of 14 against that and you would think to yourself man if you're a quarterback and you know they're just bringing pressure after pressure after pressure and you are less than 50 percent on your throws that can get in your head and for brock Purdy, it didn't because he started five of 14 and then ended 20 of 23 against the blitz like again just unflappable, even when his play is, is down. And that's, I think, you can't teach that. You can't, I want to argue, it'd be hard to scout that. Because I was thinking the other day, right? There are going to be people who are going to try to find the next Brock Purdy. And what is that going to look like? And, and honestly, I, I don't know that you can. And I don't know that you can because just like you're trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. what Patrick Mahomes does is more than just the acrobatic throws and things like that. It is between his ears, just like it is for Brock Purdy. And so again, is he the most physically gifted quarterback? No, he is not. But what he is, is a massive upgrade over the guy that operated this offense really well from 2019 until last season in Jimmy Garoppolo. He plays very similarly to Jimmy Garoppolo except one he's willing to attack deeper in the field he's got more moxie than Jimmy Garoppolo does. he makes better decisions than Jimmy Garoppolo does. he takes care of the ball better and he has better pocket awareness and escapability than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think about when I think about escapability, the play that comes to mind uh is that that uh, again he threw some dimes in this game the corner mm-hmm. out to Debo for a touchdown very similar to that throw to Ayuk beautiful throw the throw to Ronnie Bell for the touchdown a beautiful throw the throw to christian how, mccaffrey how many, dropped for a touchdown how many, was a beautiful throw. how many
1: seventh round qbs are throwing t- td passes to seventh round rookie receivers None. in the second quarter or whatever it was of an nfl game it's None. just it's crazy that's yeah. crazy and that's the first thing i thought about when he threw that i'm like yeah that was just two seventh rounders yep making plays like that yeah this team what they do in late rounds is unbelievable
2: yeah so, but the throw that I think was almost most impressive. And again, talks about his pocket awareness is that throw to George Kittle uh, where it was an out route and pressure was coming from his right side and Purdy side to the left, like three steps to give himself like half a second and then layered a beautiful throw over the uh, intermediate defender and right into George Kittle's hands for a first down. And I just thought to myself, this kid, I mean, it, he's the real deal guys. Like mm-hmm. it's been 11 games. I I'm not ready to, you know, I'm not ready to, to just be like crown him and whatnot, but I think he's the real deal. And, and I think it would be very difficult to be intellectually honest. If you're ranking Brock Purdy and rank him anywhere lower than between 10 and 15, when it comes to uh, quarterbacks in the NFL right now in 2023.
1: Yeah. I looked at it the other day and I, I think, the lowest you could maybe have him is 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 fifteen, and I yeah. again everybody go look at QBs. Maybe we could do the exercise. We won't do it this show, but maybe we could do it another show. There just aren't, you know. Do you like Cousins more than him? Do you like Golf more than him? Do you like do some people maybe like Geno Smith the way Geno Smith is playing more than him right now? I personally don't like Geno Smith more than Birdie. Yeah, but you can make arguments for Cousins and Golf. Those guys are all in like the twelve to fifteen range. I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that's about where where I where I think he is he's better than yeah. half the league. There's there's no doubt yeah. about that right now. There, there oh, really no. isn't. Like you said, it's the moxie. It's it's the way he rebounds. So people are going to nitpick. People want to be right. You know, people want to have their takes. But mm-hmm. the proof, like you said, it is on the field. It really is. And, okay, well, yeah, the Niners have stars everywhere. Kyle Shanahan calls the calls great games. Well, they haven't done this previous to him. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't put up numbers like this. The the games didn't look this way with Garoppolo. They never did, and two of the four of them didn't look this way with. The, I know, well, McCaffrey, yeah, McCaffrey makes a huge difference. But two of the four that Jimmy had with McCaffrey didn't look this way. And I, I'm glad they played. They played against the Chargers and the Saints, who have really good defenses. Well, Purdy's done this against good defenses too. The Steelers mm-hmm. have a good defense. The mm-hmm. Commanders have a good defense. Last year, yep. you know, he's he's done it too. So, um, and we've also seen him in big games in the playoffs going and play well. Again, that Dallas game to me was a was a heavyweight fight where he didn't have his best stuff, and he, he still made plays. He still made the plays he needed to to win. So the guy's got two playoff wins under his belt. He's 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 playoff tested. He's battle tested. We're 11 games into this right now. It just It is stop nitpicking. And if you're a 49ers fan and you're trying to nitpick this, enjoy the ride. Just enjoy yeah. the ride. And if he plays poorly at times, you know what? He's going to play poorly. He's probably going to have a few shit games this year. It's going to happen. It happens 100%. to everybody. So. Enjoy that. This
2: Bob. I I was say I liked this stat from Matt Mayoko last night. Uh, since his last interception, including the postseason, uh, Brock Purdy is one twenty-five of one ninety for sixteen hundred and thirty-six yards with ten touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of one ten point
1: three. I mean, so, wow, that's crazy, crazy. Like the and proof I don't care is about in the pudding, right? Uh, again, yeah. watch other games. There are almost interceptions every week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we we those don't count. Joe Montana almost threw an interception in Super Bowl 23. Nobody talks about that. It went through the guy's hands in the end zone. We don't that's part of the game. That's part of the game. It's how you rebound from stuff like that. So
2: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.